0: the need, for speed.
1: Welcome to the Top Gun Minute, daily podcast in which we analyze, scrutinize, and get in your face in the movie Top Gun, one good goddamn minute at a time. I'm your pilot, Brian Kaboom-Boucher and once again robert the professor black hello 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 so we're here to talk about minute 77 and minute 77 begins with sundown being a little upset a little a little <laughs> and ends with maverick cleaning out his locker yeah well like we said yesterday we we're talking about uh, sundown's helmet we see we see him a uh, closer shot of sundown coming up behind maverick you can tell he's really uh he's got a, a little bit on his mind you know but you can see on his helmet there's no sundown written on there
0: so i had a thought since yesterday Uh uh-huh. see when i when i did my first movies by minute show michael myers minute oh. i had this ongoing battle with the imdb page goofs section mm-hmm. yeah because most of them were wrong oh yeah and I was like, anything I can explain away is also not a goof. And I realized I could explain this one. This is Sundown's walking helmet. <laughs> he's got two. Yeah. And he doesn't need to be Sundown when he's just walking along the, yeah. the flight line here.
1: Yeah. Funny thing though is uh we, we found out in the in the this, the minute where we hit the I feel the need, the need for speed. Mm-hmm. Sundown is uh magically doesn't have his is the name written on his helmet and he's also turned white oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah there's a little goof with interesting yeah no really the 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 thing with his helmet was that at at the beginning you know when they did all the uh the shots with uh what's the name Clarence Gilly can never remember his last name
0: the guy's playing sundown
1: yes mm.
0: i don't yeah, know his name
1: well um okay. clarence gilly gilly gillyard or something like that anyways clarence that's his name okay <laughs> yeah he uh it, they didn't have a name for him uh, at uh, first you know and they never actually say sundown in the movie at all and uh
0: so when he wasn't cast because the script has him listed as sundown.
1: Right. Yeah, but they never but s- they
0: cast like him as almost an extra.
1: Right. Yeah. Huh. And, and they yeah, they never say the word sundown in the whole movie. And right. the pickup shots where they show him in the in the cockpits the close-ups mm-hmm. was was done on a gimbal. You know, and in uh at the studio with uh a cut a cutaway uh, cockpit right basically. and they did all the whatever what all the stuff they were saying mm-hmm. was shot after all this
0: right you know and at that and point that, they know who he is
1: yes and they put a name on his helmet
0: huh
1: yeah but he finally speaks up i guess i don't know what it took him so long to you know it was quite a few steps before he finally went up and says hey man we could have had him he wants answers he wants to know why yeah. he why he didn't you know why he didn't engage why he didn't know i love
0: even even with his mirrored sunglasses before he speaks you can tell he is just glaring at maverick oh yeah you can't even see his eyes it's just he he's selling it
1: oh yeah yeah and then maverick loses his cool <laughs> that's <laughs> turns, not like him <laughs> no i mean and and it it you know he turns around and grabs him by this you know basically by his collar and of his flight suit and says, you know, I'll fire when I'm good, goddamn ready. You know, you got that. You know, he's yeah. right up in his face. Mm-hmm. You,
0: know, you know. And it's it's a nice uh shot as well because he is directly in front of a plane. Yeah. So it's like Maverick is part of that thing and he's he's got the right to lash out. Sort of. Sort of. Since we're with him through the movie, we can be on his side a little bit.
1: Yeah. A little bit. But um yeah, that's and it, I, it, I like
0: uh also Maverick's line in the script before he says, Oh fire when I'm goddamn good and ready. He's like you call him from the back seat. I shoot him from the front. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. That's your job. Right. Yeah, that's what a Rio
1: does. But you know, this is like the, the closest thing that we get to see, you know, closest thing to a fight scene in this movie oh yeah you know uh, which you know I, i've listened to other movies by minute stuff you know co- podcasts and you know they always got the you know got the cool little fight scenes argument scenes and mm-hmm. all this stuff and i'm like i don't get none of that in my movie <laughs> except that you one planes that, exploding that one oh, that, yeah that's true but you know i don't get though everybody's wearing uniforms you know and, mm-hmm. you know you know i don't get to talk about what people are wearing a lot, you know.
0: <laughs> I had that problem on an Annihilation. Yeah. Once I said what their uniforms consisted of, it was like, yeah, I don't need to talk about that anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, this closest thing to a fight scene. The only time anybody like yells at anybody, yeah, but uh, but all the pilots are all around them and they see him do this, you know, and they're in the military, you know, and can't be having people fighting you know no yeah you're gonna uh destroy government property or something you know some bull crap like that you know (laughs) yeah but they don't they don't do anything i i I mean they all know that goose died and he's feeling the pressure from that you know even though he's been cleared yeah you think somebody would go hey you know you know knock it off You know, even you know, Viper and Jester are there and they see this happening, they don't do anything.
0: No. And um, I did get distracted briefly on this because I I realized I should have noticed, but the Tomcat patch, I'm like, that looks familiar. I'm like, wait, I had that patch on a denim jacket in the eighties. Yeah. Which I probably bought because of this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: mostly my stuff were NASA patches because I got them at Air, uh, Edwards. Okay, we knew someone who worked there, so we got to go to like the close-up bleachers and watch the space shuttle land. But yeah, one of the patches I bought was a Tomcat one.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure when I was young, I had a I had a denim jacket and I had patches on it, and I lived in Florida and we went to the uh, Kennedy Space Center. I believe mm. I gotten some NASA patches. Yeah. And then I may have gotten uh Tomcat patch myself. Yeah. Because I really liked this movie when I was little. I mean, it came out when I was nine. Yeah. So yeah. It was a good time. Even though I went to Kennedy Space Center when I was like five. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I love space and I love flying and all that stuff. I would seen the I'd seen the Blue Angels, you know flying along and doing like air shows around Daytona beach and stuff. So really into it.
0: I did have, uh-huh. I, I don't know how much you've talked about this on your show, uh-huh. but in my notes. So I have, I'll just read you the line. But we got a reaction shot from slider and Iceman slider yes. leaves frame. Iceman keeps watching. He's smitten of course, but conflicted. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I, I love how, It amuses me how often people will say, like, this is there's no like homoeroticism in this movie. And I'm like, no, it's blatant. Yeah. But also, it's not the point. Right. It's just there because that's how action movies were in the 80s. We wanted strong masculine men and we wanted to look at them. Right. But the way Val Kilmer plays this, I'm like, yeah, he's totally buying into that himself. He hasn't seen the edited film, but that's what he thinks it's going to result to because the way he just keeps watching he is concerned, but he doesn't he doesn't know what to do about it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've talked about the a lot about the erotic stuff.
0: I I guess you would have had to when you got to the volleyball.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Because that was a big one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All the sweaty pilots. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And all the 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 weird looks between Iceman and Maverick
0: yeah yeah or just the fact that when they're in that first like briefing all meeting each other yeah people are sitting with like their arm around there yeah. they're like the Slider's got his arm around behind Iceman and a couple other people are sitting like that too it's like these people are really close but I'm like yeah. it works as soldiers and like brothers yeah in arms and all that but it's also a little on the nose
1: yeah yeah and of course they're all in the navy Uh uh-huh so you know everybody back in the 80s you know there's all the jokes about guys in the 80s in the navy yeah so yeah but for some reason the pentagon allowed it you know with all these little like the the this gives me a hard-on don't tease me you know, yeah, and they allowed it to stay in the script. It was very
0: shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess it works, um, because you have all of the machinery and the airplane violence at least that gets a certain per- sort of people that are intrigued, huh? people who want to fly planes, and then you also have that slight gay side that if you're into that, there's that too. so they will take all kinds in the navy yeah that's true (laughs) i don't think that was their slogan but (laughs) in the navy yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. anyways uh so back to the movie uh yeah we after the the shot of iceman and slider and, and we see viper you know next to his uh a4 which i believe is the the brown and green camouflage we were talking about mm. yeah you know, you know. and jester walks up and he said you know he's telling him he says he won't engage and fiber's like ah it's only been a few days but jester's like you know he might not make it back he's he's not looking so good right yeah you know. but yeah just keep sending him up screw it you know that's that's I don't know if that's the best way to you know get him back in the saddle, I guess. If they saying.
0: were in simulators, this would make perfect sense. Right. But when they're flying those actual planes, and in the movie they have made a point about how you can't just be reckless with these expensive things. Yeah. It's they're they're risking something.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know what the status was of actual simulators back then, you know in 86 i mean i remember like playing simulator games on a computer back in like when i was like a freshman in high school
0: they wouldn't have been great detail this is around the same time project x came out and those chimps were flying flight simulators
1: yeah yeah and they were terrible looking yeah yeah so i don't know i don't know how it would have went but yeah they should have had some kind of simulator of some sort i believe and you think Maverick would be constantly in, you know, a psychiatrist's, you know, (laughs) office, you know, you know, until he, you know. Just because a court has cleared him. Yeah. The doctor should have cleared him first before he should have gone up.
0: There's there's a sort of excuse in the storytelling because we don't know how long is left till graduation. It's kind of left vague. Yeah. And so they need him to be back flying. Yeah. And he needs to be back flying because otherwise he doesn't graduate and this all goes away. Yeah. And so we just have to kind of accept it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when uh Goose died, they were at the they had like two weeks left.
0: okay. I remember them saying two weeks, but I couldn't remember when. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But and of course the the school itself was only five weeks. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah in the 80s it was only five weeks hmm. so yeah this all would have went really fast yeah and the whole court martial or court uh what do you call it investigation right and thing it would have probably would have lasted a lot longer you know because the movie makes it seem like it was like the next day
0: yeah they would have had to recover the plane right have someone like, it have to be moved somewhere so right. that they could look at it.
1: Yeah, analyze it. Uh huh. Go, go through all the, not the black box, but the black box of, yeah, this jet. You know what? Where it's it's done. We've already seen where, you know, it'll show exactly where they went on their missions. Mm-hmm. You know, when we see them in the attack trailer, right. So yeah, it would have taken some time, but of course it's a movie. It's trying to move it along, you know. uh, yeah but he should he should have been in a (laughs) in a doctor's office
0: (laughs) (laughs) or have him fly around in like a little like single engine plane just for a little while just get him off the ground yeah work his way back up to the f-14 right but i did um notice here because they're showing viper he has a patch that I think says "Fighting 51, mm-hmm. which the Fighting Fifty First was a fighter wing in South Korea, Osan yes. Air Base. Yes,
1: I was stationed there.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. but that isn't their air patch. No, or that isn't their patch. No, his patch instead looks like a. It looks like Ghost Rider, which was Mavericks.
1: It was uh USS Enterprises. Oh, it was the uh, ship. Okay. The ship's uh, call call sign.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is weird unless Viper was also on that ship at some point. Maybe he was. Yeah. I don't know. And I was like, it looks like he's got a ghostwriter thing, but that was them. And I'm like, maybe he was that. I, and it just seemed weird that it seemed to refer to a specific thing, but two specific things that didn't connect to each other.
1: Yeah. That's funny, though, because it does say that you said the 51st and mm-hmm. I was in the 51st Munition squadron ah. at, at Osan Air Base. So, yes. Anyway, so we uh, transitioned to uh, the locker room. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like a almost like a crane shot, like coming down into the, yeah. into the room, which is kind of weird. You know, you don't it's really
0: especially see. weird given what we find out next minute because clearly uh was it wolfman is not there
1: yeah he's not there right next to the beam
0: but supposedly he's there listening yeah we'll get that reveal later yeah but his wide shot means no one else is in this room
1: yeah we see uh his uh cowboy hat is on top of the locker Mm, yeah yeah but uh and it seems like there's a lot more lockers in here than there was before
0: because uh, the wide shot it just shows us how big the maybe, place is. Maybe. And I like in the in the script we don't get it. They cut it out or cut it when shooting. Iceman is doing his hair while Maverick is emptying his locker. Yeah. And the only sense we get of that here is that he's carrying what looks like a brush or comb and some sort of product right? <laughs> that he sticks yeah. in his locker. Yeah. So Iceman was overdoing his hair. Yeah. Which that was another thing We both had denim jackets in the 80s. Did you have a flat top after this movie? Um, Yeah. Because I did.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had a flat top for a few years. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it looked terrible. (laughs) Oh, mine too, because my mom did it. It wasn't done by (laughs) professional. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No offense to my mom, but. Right. Yeah.
1: Anyways. Uh, Did you you know that um, the locker room scene here and the shower room scene that we saw earlier or goose die is actually the same room. I found we found that it out. It makes
0: sense visibly from the walls. Yeah. But huh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. It's it's the same room. They just redressed it. Um, I found that we found that out uh, uh, a few weeks ago. When we talked to Tim Cole, who uh, was the he was on a project like this. This is staying at a muse- uh, amusement park in san diego and they were trying to preserve a, a roller coaster that was outside of this building and they were going to demolish this building and um they used it for the scenes so,
0: was oh, so this cool. was right before they were going to tear it down
1: And uh it was actually it was torn down like five or six months later, but hmm. yeah. But yeah, now that I've talked to him and I'm watching this scene this minute, I can I can actually see it. You know, I can see where uh how they change the room around a little bit. Yeah. That's really really cool. But yeah, we see uh Maverick, he's he's pulling stuff out of his locker, he's got his blue jeans on his white t-shirt, you know. And like I said, Iceman p- comes up and puts some product and a brush <laughs> in his locker. Yep. He's got this big duffel bag that's sitting on the bench. So yeah, he can tell it he's emptying his stuff, which is right. funny, funny because, you know, Viper just said, keep sending him up. And Jester said, he's probably not going to make it back. Yeah. Jester was right.
0: It's an, yeah, it's a nice cut to go from that yeah. conversation to now he's out.
1: Yeah. So, but that is the end of the minute.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. You got anything else for the minute?
0: Uh, no, there was a little bit more there with Iceman in the script, but apparently, uh, judging by the way this is framed, they didn't shoot it. Like as he walks up, a can of shoot ball is falls on the floor and he picks it up and just sticks it in Maverick's bag. Like he doesn't speak just yet. Right, He's doing some, he's a little nicer. Yeah. yeah. All right.
1: Well, Professor, uh, can you tell uh, tell our listeners uh, your relationship with the movie? Like when you first saw it? And
0: um, your I can't confirm that it was opening weekend, but we saw it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. In the 80s, we went to movies a lot. My family, I, I think it was an easy... Probably the cheaper thing to do because my parents had seven kids. Yeah. So a movie in the eighties was reasonable for us then. Right. Now that would be horribly expensive. If you had that many kids to go to a movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. But back uh, it, then it, it was okay. Oh my god! I, I I have take my two boys to the movie theater a couple mm. weeks ago. I spent <laughs> I spent a hundred dollars easy. Yeah. Wow. Oh.
0: I went to a thing with my daughter a few days ago, and it was yeah it's about eighty bucks altogether, I think yeah yeah but, Anyways. um but we had this movie on video. We'd watch it occasionally' uh, it it was known at our church that we were the people with a lot of movies, so <laughs> people would come over to our house on a Saturday night and we'd they'd pick two or three movies. we'd make burritos and have popcorn and watch some movies and it would get a lot of repetition for us. Cause people would often pick the movie they missed in theaters and right. You know, cable wasn't as common yet. No streaming. So they came right. to our house. Yeah. So this was one we watched a lot. Yeah. And I, I'm mean, I definitely liked it. I think over the years, I kind of got bored with some of the eighties action movies. Yeah. Until my second year, of my blog where I did a month of 80s action movies and hmm. I watched Top Gun was the last week of that hmm. after uh, Rambo. Yeah. And Makes so sense. essentially dealing with how, and this movie was part of it, is how this movie is part of how we were refighting parts of Vietnam. Right. The fact that his father went down in Vietnam is vital to this movie and why it was made the way it was made.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I read your blog about that. Yep, yeah. I uh, see, and now I understand the correlation. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Yeah. All right, we'll end here, and we'll come back tomorrow.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Sounds like a plan. Ghost Rider, this is Kaboon requesting you to like and subscribe and share with your friends. If you could, please rate and review me on your favorite pod catching apps. You can continue the discussion on Facebook at Top Gun Minute Listener School. Find us on Twitter at Top Gun Minute Pod. Send your emails to me at topgunminutepod at gmail.com. You can find us and all your other favorite movies done in this format at moviesbyminutes.com. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, this episode pattern is full.